Welcome everybody by live stream. Glad to have you tonight. If you're tuning in, let us know you're there. Uh, like, subscribe, and and comment, and just uh, kind of join in with what's happening here because it's it's uh, for those that are tuning in as well. Praise God. Um, let's go in our Bibles. We'll, we'll get well. We'll get there eventually. I should should say Ecclesiastes chapter number three. Tonight's prayer night, and I like prayer nights. <laughs> What I'm going to share with you tonight is something the Holy Ghost actually taught me in a deeper place of prayer myself. He began to, um, well, I'll, I'll just back up and say, I've been getting into some deeper places of prayer in the last, it's been happening in the last month or longer, um, and I've been enjoying it. Amen. I'm telling you, there's unction on prayer right now, and if, you, if you'll tap into it, with us, you can, uh, you can get over into some places that you haven't been before and, and experience God in ways you haven't experienced and move of the Spirit in ways you haven't experienced. And, uh, and be able on top of that to help what God's doing in the earth. Amen. Help, help what God's doing in the plan of God for this ministry and for, for so many things that are happening in your own life and how He wants to help you. And so, um, so there's a lot of things that happen when we pray in the Holy Ghost. Um, you know, you can pray out miracles, you can pray out, um, divine connections, you can pray out the spirit, you can pray out, uh, uh, revelation gifts, you can pray out angelic assistance, uh, and work with angels. I'm not saying you just pray, pray in tongues to angels, but you understand you can pray out angelic assistance. Um, you can actually deal, you can get it. God can take you into the realm of the spirit in the spirit of seeing and knowing and know what's going on behind the scenes in the spirit realm affecting things that are happening in the natural and deal with it. You don't, you don't address demons in tongues, but by through speaking in tongues, you can get into the spirit enough to realize what's going on by revelation gifts. And you don't, you don't speak to devils in tongues. The Bible doesn't say you're speaking to demons when you speak in tongues. First Corinthians 14 says you're talking to God. Not demons. That's right. But I'm saying you can get into the spirit and you can see the activity of demons. Maybe not have a vision, but you can have a word of knowledge or something or, or come to the place of knowing what's happening and you can deal with it. And God can keep you ahead of the devil as, as, as you know, his strategies and devices can be seen ahead of time. So, um, and so there's so many things that can happen when you're praying in other tongues. Um, you can pray out your future. You can, uh, you can get out into the future and you can start setting things in order, yes. according to divine order, yes. and, uh, and, and work with the plans and purposes of God, yes. because we'll see that in, as we go tonight. Um, just Sunday night, for example, I got over, I was, I was uh, just feeding on some things before I went to bed, and, and uh, I was, I was really, I got over into that deeper place of prayer again. I've been enjoying this. And uh, all of a sudden, I started seeing a part of God's plan I hadn't seen. And, and I won't go into it all right now because it's, it, it, I would have to explain too much. I don't want to take all the time. But, um, but it, it's, just, it's just important that we are yielding to the Holy Ghost in prayer. We pray in English, but we also pray in other tongues. And what I'm going to be emphasizing tonight is mostly done in tongues. 
And so I, I, this afternoon it came to me so clearly that if we really knew what was happening when we pray in tongues, we would hardly ever quit. There is so much that we are doing in the unseen realm. Now, I'm not saying be lazy and do all your praying in other tongues, but we should be praying much in other tongues. Paul said that he, he prayed in tongues more than they all, me, implying the Corinthian church, implying the, the all of them put together. Well, no wonder he was used so much of God, had so much miracles and turned the then known world upside down or right side up, however you want to look at it. Amen. And so it's important that we uh, not lose, lose, that's why the series, uh, Praying in the Spirit, whatever that's called, the benefits of praying in other tongues, is, is in my heart right now because there's just so much that I believe we need. You need to have faith to pray in tongues just like you have faith for healing. I mean, if, you, if a person's faith wanes to pray in other tongues, they're not going to be doing it much because, you know, what's the benefit? What's the benefit? So anyway, um, uh, so it's important to you understand kind of the way we're approaching this tonight. Now, did you find Ecclesiastes 3? Yes, um, Ecclesiastes 3.11. I'm for time's sake tonight just going to read the, uh, just going to read the Amplified. Um, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Yes. Everybody say in its time. Yes. There are times for certain things on God's calendar. Now, I'm not saying for your healing or things that redemption provided for you at any time, because the Bible says now is the accepted day. Today is the day of salvation. There's not a time for your healing. There's not a time for, for, there's not a time for a man to be, we don't believe there's a time for a man to be saved. He can get saved today. If he puts it off to tomorrow, he can get saved to tomorrow. If Jesus doesn't come and the, and the window of the age of grace doesn't close, which after Jesus comes, that's yeah. closed. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. people get saved in the tribulation, yeah. but, but my point is there's coming a time where that door is closed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but right now is the, is the time of grace and a person can get saved yeah. at any time. And the same thing's true with anything provided in redemption. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Acts where it talks about times of refreshing shall yes. come from the presence of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Now, um, he said he makes everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. Now get this. A divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Oh, I'm there. I'm there right now. There's a lot of things that just don't satisfy me except the plan, the plan, the plan. I, when we first got our house and got our land and everything, I seemed to have the liberty from the Spirit to spend time on that land, developing yeah. it, doing yeah. things in it, and so forth. But whenever the Lord spoke to me a while back, you remember, He said to me, um, it, He said, Gird up the loins of your mind, it's time to run. Yeah. I can barely spend any time on the land. It's not that I don't, yes, sir. but it's, it's just limited right now yes, sir. Yeah. because I'm so focused on other yes. things. Yes. I'm not saying they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you understand. Anyway, I don't want to take too many rabbit trails tonight. I'm just making, making the point that nothing else, uh, nothing else under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. So he mentions the beginning to the end. He's talking about these eras. Notice how it says that in uh, everything beautiful in its time. Uh, 
work, uh, a divinely implanted uh, sense of purpose working through the ages. He's talking about the different ages from the beginning to the end. You know, we're not living under the age of the law. But there was a time where the anointing was on the the, the law er, yes. the law time. Yes, sir. Moses had a strong anointing. Yes, he did. And in his era and in his time, he was the lead of what God was doing at that yes. time. Yes, yes. But not today. Right, right. We're not under the law today. Right, right. Amen. I know people say, we need to live by the Ten Commandments, not me. Come on. No, sir. Bible said, if I walk in love, I won't break any of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are for the people out there under the world, in, in the world. Yeah, yeah. If they kill, if they steal. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, nobody has to hit me and say, don't you dare kill. Right. No, I'm walking in the law of love and I'm not, I'm not going to, if I walk in love, I'm not going to kill anybody. Right. Except my cat maybe, but anyway, that's another story. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She's been real sweet, I'm just... <laughs> Just keeping you awake. Okay. So, but notice this divine, this is what I want to focus in on tonight, that this, uh, he plants eternity in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages. Now, the ages, Hebrews 11.3 in the Amplified says, through faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose. Amen. By the word of God. Hallelujah. I only, I used to only apply Hebrews 11.3. I'm going somewhere tonight. You're with me tonight. Hebrews 11.3 used to only to me be creation of the planets and the earth and the sun and all that. But here in the Amplified, it brings out more than just the natural creation, but he's talking about the ages or times, or we call them eras, down through history. Those successive ages were fashioned and framed, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. Now, what does that mean? When God spoke to Moses and gave him the law, he started an era. When God spoke to Abraham before that, he started an era. Right? And when God was through these ages and different time frames, God was doing different things. And the way he got it started was speaking the word to a man, speaking his plan to a man. And that revealed God's purpose for that time. Yeah, are you working with me? Are you hearing that with me? So there were successive ages that brought us to where we are today. When Jesus came on the scene and started speaking what God was saying, he was starting another time. Right? He was starting the church age. Well, whenever his blood was shed, at least. You understand? He was, and so you can see what I'm talking about. There were successive ages and eras. Well, what time are we in and what are we supposed to do? Right? Yeah. What's our part in it? Yes. And where's God moving? Where's the anointing? Come on, Come on somebody. Yeah. And what are we to be doing about it? Yes. So um, this happens today just like it happened to Abraham, Moses, Jesus. Um, men are sent, men are visited and giving it, given a message yes. to carry to a, t- to a generation or an age. Yes. I know it's the church age. I'm not talking about starting a new, ch- new age after the church age. I'm talking about within the church age, there are eras. Yeah. Yeah. 
There are people that God raised up with a message and with an anointing that what God was doing in the earth at the time sort of centered around their ministry. Am I making sense? How about Martin Luther? Right? How about William Seymour? How about Smith Wigglesworth? Right? All these men. How about Brother Hagin? Right? These are, these are eras within the church age. I'm not talking about a new, new age after the church age, but eras within the church age where God was emphasizing a certain thing. And it, it, was, it, it revealed his purpose. Do you understand? Okay. So um, as we pray for these eras, we are praying, we are pr- especially as we pray in other tongues, we're praying out God's dealings with men's hearts about what they are to do and, 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 and the plan of God for their life, and some of them are to lead these eras. Right. Yes. Others are to serve it and work yes. for it. Yes, come on. Come on. Now... When it says back there in Ecclesiastes, listen very carefully to me. Uh, when it says back there, in, okay, here's, here's another one. Uh, how about the healing revival? That was a, time, that was a, 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 a uh, man of God, two, two men of God, really, and then there was a lot more joined into it. Uh, really, it was, uh, first of all, it was Oral Roberts and then uh, William Branham. They were leading that era. William Branham passed on, but... Um, but that, that was a time God was emphasized. And so there was a man God called to spearhead that. Yes. And then eventually a lot of people sensed God in it and jumped in on it. Yes. And tent revivals sprang up all over America. Yes. And it was a huge move of God. Yes. He built, Jesus used that to build his church. Right. You know, you go through the history of the church age and revivals were used to build the church. Yes. Most denominations came out of revival. They're not in revival today, but they came out of revival. And God was doing something in that era and building the church. Remember, Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen. Amen. How does he do that? By laborers and revelation and then getting revelation and taking that revelation to their generation. I could take a lot more time than I'm going to on this tonight. But. And so maybe sometime we will, but, but those eras have to be prayed out. And when we pray out, the, the Lord spoke to me about this Ecclesiastes verse. Notice it again. He spoke to me that we work together with God to, to uh, pray out these divinely implanted sense of purposes in men's hearts. In other words, when we pray in tongues, we're cooperating with the Holy Ghost in these divinely implanted purposes being put into people's hearts for the, pl- for the purposes of God, for the plan of God for that era. Yes, yes. Now, when you think about Romans chapter number 8, verse 26 and 27, I think you'll understand this. Because it says, you know, likewise the Spirit helps our infirmities. Romans 8, 26 27. We know not what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searches the hearts knows what is the, notice it, knows what is the mind. I believe the Amplified says will and intent or something like that. Uh, is that, is that pretty close there? The mind, will, and intent of the, of the Holy Ghost, of the Spirit. Uh, but he, the, the mind of the Spirit, he that searches the hearts knows what is the, the mind of the Spirit. Yes. 
Wills and, will and intent. What his intent is. In other words, the God, God and, through the, and Jesus through the Holy Spirit yeah. are passing on the intent of yes. God and the yes. will of God. Yes. You could add the purposes That's and the plans good. of God. Yeah. Yeah. God's wanting to do something right yes, now. Sir. Yes, sir. Come on. In fact, he is doing something yes. right now. Yes, come on. But he's got to get men to respond to right. it. And everyone has, has a part in it. There's no uh, thumb, thumb twiddlers right. in the church. Or pew warmers. I've read yeah. the Bible a long time. I haven't seen that ministry. <laughs> we all got something to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all got something to do. Well, some people, God's got something for them to do, but they're not paying attention to it. You know, we need to live in a very distracted generation. Very distracted generation. I'm, I'm cutting out more distractions than I have for a long time. Just, it's so fruitless and so, so purposeless. Such a waste of time. Absolutely. I want to shake somebody. I, I just want to slap somebody on that one right there. <laughs> In love, and then I'll pray for your healing, you know. <laughs> Wake up and be healed, you know. <laughs> Get with the plan of God and be healed. <laughs> but but uh, anyway... Um, People need, to be, people need to be prayed for or they won't get it. I believe there's people all over this city that God plans to use. They need our prayers. They need our prayers. Because he needs them to find where their pastor is, find where their church is, get hooked up, get their mind renewed, and, 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 and wake up and get out of the social media distraction world, Hollywood distraction world, the music scene distraction world. Who cares what's, who cares what who's doing? Who cares what politicians are saying? I'm on an assignment much higher than that. And I'm standing in an office much higher than that. Give God our attention. Give God our, our, our minds. And, but so anyway, praise God. I'm going to get this running. I'm going to hit, hit this running. I feel like Dr. Dufresne tonight. <laughs> um, but these, notice this term, divinely implanted sense of purpose. Divinely, say it out loud, divinely implanted sense of purpose. Notice that divinely part. This is a work that God does in people's hearts. Never underestimate what it, what it will do for God to put something in somebody's heart. I didn't say the church marketing team to get put something in somebody's heart. I'm not preaching against that. I believe in publishing what you're doing for God, letting people know about it. In fact, I could tell you testimonies of people. I just heard one the other day, actually, somebody who um, was reading through Brother Hagin's magazine, The Word of Faith, and saw an ad. This was years ago. Saw an ad for uh, Raymond Bible Training Center and and thought, well, that's interesting. And then as they walked away, they couldn't get away from it. It just kept talking to them, just kept talking to it, just kept talking to them. Finally, they started responding to that, yeah. and eventually they, they went to Ramah, and actually then eventually helped Brother Hagin in the Crusades. Yeah. 
God used that advertisement. So I'm not preaching against, you know, publishing what God's doing or inviting people. I'm not preaching against that. I'm just simply saying all man's efforts of the flesh to, to, to build a church or to grow something will do nothing compared to praying in the Holy Ghost. And when you do that, you're praying out these, these divine implantations. Oh, the Lord showed me this is what's happening whenever we pray in the, one of the things that's happening when we're praying in the Holy Ghost. God is stirring people's hearts. And they sometimes don't even know what they're hungry for until they hear about the church or hear about the move of God. And whenever they hear about it, they just keep getting drawn. There's, there's something implanted in them, divinely implanted. Not, not appealing to their flesh or their emotions. Something much deeper than that. Oh, my, my, my. This is so big inside of me tonight. We need to be realizing, though, that this doesn't just happen. These divine implantings don't just happen because they're the will of God. Amen. What we see here in Romans chapter number eight is that the Holy Ghost is very involved in the plans and purposes of God. Therefore, he's involved in these divine implantations. Divinely implanted. Things being put in people's hearts. He puts things in people's hearts because he has a plan. He has a plan for them, but he has a plan for for the the era. This is how an era grows. You want to know how an era progresses? You want to know how an era accelerates? Is people praying in the Holy Ghost. And then there's a lot of things happen, miracles, a lot of things happen. We went, we went through some of them. But this one is one we've, not, we've got to make sure we don't miss, is that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, God's working in people's hearts. The Spirit of God is talking to people in their hearts about His plan and His purpose for them and for being connected with what He's doing in their city, right? By Holy Ghost churches, not, not flesh churches. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. This is big on the inside of me. Can you tell? And so uh, putting that together, putting Romans 8 with uh, Ecclesiastes 3 together, we see that part of what he's doing when praying in in praying in tongues is he's implant divinely implanting a sense of purpose in men's hearts toward his own purpose. Now, this is really Philippians 2.13. You can go there if you'd like, but I think most, most of you know it. It's he that works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Woo! I didn't want to do the will of God, but somebody started praying in the Holy Ghost named Emily Mahaffey. Oh, she got in the spirit and she's out there praying, praying for all Walker Shur's friends. And, and me, of course, I'm, I'm one of them. And the Holy Ghost zeroed in on me. Mm. I'm so thankful. Because God had a plan, but I wasn't interested. But through praying in the Holy Ghost, God kept working with me and working with me until I went, I left the party earlier, I couldn't enjoy it anymore, went back in the woods and beat my steering wheel and said, what is it, God, you want with me? I didn't understand what was going on. I, there was this, 
Ah, I can't sin anymore and have fun. There's pleasure of sin in a season, for a season. But my season was over. <laughs> Emily Mahaffey's prayers made that season come to an end real quick. <laughs> and there's some people sitting on bar stools tonight. We need to be praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and let God stir something in them that makes them go back in the woods and beat their steering wheel and say, what is it, God? <laughs> And one of us is in the grocery store and come across their path oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. and tell them about our testimony. By the divine leading of the Spirit. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. I'm just yes. preaching a little bit to you like uh, Dr. You know, Jacob said. And so um, there must be, for the move of God to progress and also accelerate. Those are two words that happen. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, things progress and they accelerate. The plan of God. We're praying out the plan of God, praying out the plan of God, praying out the plan of God for us personally, but, but even in the era that we're living in. And therefore we're praying for laborers because praying in the Holy, uh, the, the uh, era doesn't, doesn't progress and it doesn't accelerate because we pray only. Not preaching against prayer. I'm preaching on prayer tonight, but I'm, I'm saying only. Right. It progresses and accelerates because somebody serves it. Right. Somebody, not just because somebody prays for it, but because somebody serves it. The healing revival didn't come into manifestation because Oral Roberts prayed about it. Not saying he didn't pray. Right. I'm saying it's because he got up and did what God told yes. him to do. Yes, that's good. He served that plan. Yes. He served that yes. plan. And more people got in on it. And yes. that, that anointing spread all over the world. Yes. And, and reap, helped reap the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. So the plan of God doesn't progress and accelerate just because we pray for it, right. but because somebody serves it. That's good. But who's going to serve it? It's going to be people that have a divinely implanted yeah. sense of purpose. I'm not down here just to suck air. I'm down here for a purpose. And your purpose is not to pay your bills. I'm not saying don't pay your bills. I'm saying there's such a higher purpose for you. You might be a grandma, retired grandma that's at home during the day, but I'm telling you, when you get in the Holy Ghost and pray in the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden you become somebody. In the plan and in the era. <laughs> you are way above your natural status on the, in the society and the world you live in when you, when you rise up into the Holy Ghost and fulfill your purpose in prayer. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So this is how an era uh, progresses. It gathers steam, it builds in momentum, and it comes to fullness. Without this kind of prayer that uses the divinely given instrument of travail that Brother Hagin talked about and we shared with you about it, the momentum of many of these errors will be lost or never even come into manifestation to begin with. You know, the momentum of the waves that hit the shore on the East Coast, West Coast, they don't start there on the shore. They start way back in the deep. And that's where we're going tonight before we close. We're going to go into some deeper places in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to work with God to build that momentum so this way can build and build and build. Glory be to God. Praise be to God. 
Now, um, so hearts can be stirred towards God's plan, and, uh, but you and I can't stir men's hearts. Emily Mahaffey couldn't talk me into God's plan. In fact, she didn't talk to me at all. She prayed. And God stirred. God implanted something in me. Amen. And God got me to where I needed to be. He brought me into divine connections with where the arrow was being spearheaded. Hallelujah. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so I, I look back on it, I'm thinking, whoo, there were so many things I could have missed it on. I could have, but God helped me every step of the way. You've got a testimony like that. My wife, she, she's got a testimony like that. Um, she had, anyway, but God got her where she needed to be. And so, um, so God has, he has to do this. He works these things in us. Um, but we've got to pray these things out. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying out divinely implanted senses of purpose. Now, you, you and I are not the ones saying, Lord, use this one to do that and this one to do. We're not the head of the church. We're not orchestrating this thing. But we're yielding to the one that does know the mind of God and letting him pray through us. I've prayed out, I prayed out people that were supposed to give before, and I had no idea. In fact, I didn't even know it was a financial, I knew it was a financial miracle, but I didn't know it was somebody giving something. There's a lot of things God can do financially. But I prayed it out, and I kept getting, I prayed it out, and finally I got the release, and it wasn't long at all. Somebody walked in and put, I think, sixty-two dollars or $65,000 in the offering one, one, I think it was a Wednesday night. As soon as it happened, I, I said to myself, that's what I was praying out. Amen, amen. If I'd have known that in my mind yeah. that God was dealing with that person right. and implanting in their spirit yeah. to do that, because yeah. nobody said anything to them. Right. They, God put it in their spirit. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd have known who it was, I could have messed that all up yes, yeah. because I'd have been trying to control that, all manipulating right. people. Yeah. That is so, so carnal and so... Yeah. God doesn't want us involved in that. But he does want us involved in because when we pray in tongues, we're praying mysteries. Praise God. Are you enjoying this as much as I'm enjoying this? So God's got to get it through to people. Uh, and he's got to renew their minds. He's got to get it into their spirits and help them to re- understand it with their minds so that they can act on it. Remember Dr. Dufresne said that one lady that went to heaven, God says, Not, you can't come yet. You've got to pray and three things pray for. One of them was pray that... They, that the people get it. Talk about praying for unity, but one of them was that people would get it. That's the issue God deals with today. People have to get it. <laughs> and we can work with him on that by praying in the Holy Ghost. Because that's what the Holy Ghost is helping us pray out, the purposes and plans of God. Amen. You know, there's a lot of people like 2 Kings 5.11 when Naaman was healed and, and he, was, he came to Elijah and Elijah said, go, he didn't even go out and see him, but said, go dip in the river Jordan. Remember seven times? And, and uh, he got mad at that and said, surely I thought. There's a lot of people like that today. Surely I thought. God's dealing with them about where to be, be connected up, but they got their own thoughts. And he's got to get them past their own thinking over into the plan. Amen. 
it's through prayer that people are able to see what God has for, has for them and where, where their place is. Amen. The Lord said this to me. He said, if you're called to the ministry, this is something that belongs to you that you can set your faith on because it's your right to have people connect with you because God touches their hearts. He said, God has, he said, I have not called you to do what you're doing without the supply of others. No man's a lone ranger in the body of Christ. So he said, this, this belongs to you in the ministry. It belongs to you, whatever God's called you to do. If God's told you to be in business or something that it belongs to you to have divine connections in that. I know in aviation, God's given us many right now. I mean, it's just kind of, it's good. It's kind of you know, steamrolling right now, many connections. They're not all saved, but they're people that can help us. Amen. People that, that have, have answers for us. Some are, some are, uh, on a different level. Some are actually in the ministry and, and are, are more divine, but, but others can do a lot of things and they've, we've been making these connections. Hallelujah. It's been wonderful. A lot of help, getting a lot of help. Amen. Accelerated. Accelerated help, but it's, it's through praying in the Holy Ghost. And so, but that's what the Lord said. He said, this belongs to you if you're in the ministry and you should use your faith for it. And part of using your faith is praying in other tongues. Believe God that you're, you're speaking out the plan and, and, and God's working in people's hearts that need to connect with you. Amen. Uh, th- these things don't just happen because a man is in the will of God. Nor do they happen just because they believe God and make good confessions. I'm not preaching against believing God and making good confessions. But you can do, uh, you can do all of that and, not, and there's some things you won't get into, some realms of this you won't get into without praying in the Holy Ghost because you don't know everything in your mind and you've got to get beyond your mind. I'm talking about God's plan for the move of God here and in Kansas City. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Notice that sense of purpose. Everybody say that out loud, sense of purpose. Sense of purpose is, in other words, a sense that God is doing something somewhere and and, and a divine sense of the importance of getting in on it and bringing one supply to it. Do I need to say that again? That's what that is. It is that, that term sense of purpose is a sense that God is doing something and a sense of the importance of getting in on it and bringing one's supply to it. We've already, we've already had some people say some things like that to us in Kansas City. And I'm convinced it's, it's happening on a more quick basis because we're praying in the Holy Ghost. We could do, try to do all the things in the flesh. We do, we do marketing. We talk about it. We, we're using social media a lot, getting the word out. And God uses that. But I'm, I'm convinced without, the, without praying over that in the Holy Ghost... People would see it and wouldn't see it. It's like us driving, I'm driving past the land out there on 13. Uh, Something caught my attention. I'd walked, I'd driven past that and hadn't seen it. All of a sudden now I saw it. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Glory be to God. Don't ever underestimate the ability of God to put something in somebody's heart towards you. Not, not towards you as a human, towards what you're doing in God. That's what I'm really, really talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, I like this scripture, 1 Samuel 10, 26 through 27. We're going to pray here. We're going we're to wrap this up here in a minute and pray. 
Saul, there was 1 Samuel 10, 26 through 27. Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went, this is King Saul, and there went with him a band of men whose heart God had touched. Oh, in other words, there was a divinely implanted connection in their hearts. I'm talking about a heart connection. Yes, yes, yes. Whose heart God had touched. Don't ever underestimate the value of that. And so, and then it goes on. This is something we just, just probably ought to mention as we keep on talking about this. In verse number 27, but the children of Belial, that's a reference to the enemy, the, the devil, said, how shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought, not his, and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. He didn't, he didn't fight. He wasn't fussing about it. Amen. So notice there's divine connections taking place. Have you ever heard that term, divine connections? This is what we're talking about. So this is a divine connection with King Saul in the Old Testament. Of course, later he got off, we understand. But God wanted to use him and started to use him. And God made, 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 put, dealt with people's hearts about it. And so, um, but I wanted you to see, though, uh, that God is always endeavoring to touch people's hearts about the people he's using. Amen. About the people he's raising up to carry out his purposes. About the people who have had a sense of, a divinely implanted sense of purpose and are walking in it. Amen. And who need helpers. Listen to me. God's always endeavoring to touch people's hearts about their man of God. Their woman of God. He's always endeavoring to do that. Amen. But Satan is always endeavoring to dishonor them and, sh- and, show- and shut down the purposes of God. You can see it in that verse. There were sons of Belial who said, Meh, we're not going to get involved with him. Whatever reason, jealousy, just they were dishonorable. See, really, they thought they were just being dishonorable toward a man, but they were being dishonorable to the plan. Saul was the plan of God. I know he got off. We know that. But, but, but God had chosen him. He was God's plan. And Satan's always trying to undermine God's people because he wants to show people their flesh rather than the gift of God on the inside of them. The devil will help you see your man of God's flesh or somebody's flesh. God will help you see their heart. And he'll help you see the plan and help you see the divine connection. And he'll plant things in your heart to work with somebody who's not perfect in the flesh. Because he called you because you're not perfect in the flesh. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But we, we we work together in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why has God put people in people's hearts? For divine purposes. For God's plan. Amen. Every era has a designated voice. And then there's always people that are surrounding that designated voice. Amen. John the Baptist was a designated voice and people were following after him. And then Jesus came and John said, you know, follow him. So people went from John to Jesus. Because there was a designated voice. Some were pointing towards... Yeah. Who, who's the one God's leading? Yeah. And some were the ones God was leading. Yes. God, God was using to lead, I should say. Yes. Amen. So every era has a designated voice. And God calls 
people and anoints them and raises them up to do their part in carrying out God's plan. And so uh, let God touch your heart about who that is. Yes, yes. Amen. And don't, don't be so, so focused on other people. I'm not saying they're not of God. We can't say they're, we don't need them. Yes. Bible, Bible says you can't say to any member of the body, you can't, yeah. I don't need you. Right, right. But you just have to focus on where God's put you. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. That's good. Amen. Uh, you know, somebody recently I heard got, got into some strange doctrine. They came up under Brother Haggard. Got into some strange doctrine. I told Pastor Debbie, I said, that, that just tells me they're listening to other voices. Yeah, listen to other, you, you, they didn't get that from where God divinely connected them. Amen. Preaching pretty good. Amen. So we need to pray tonight. Can you see what we're going to do whenever we do pray? And so, um, you know, there's verses in the New Testament where the Bible says that Jesus' fame went throughout all that region. It says people came to him from every quarter. It says like in the book of Acts chapter, what is it? Six, maybe. Uh, it says that the, the, the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. We've got these verses where it talks about uh, Saul, God, whose heart God had touched. We're talking about God gathering people together because something gets planted into their spirits to do something corporately, not just individually, but corporately. And I, I highly value divine connections. I value them against natural relationships all day long. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's do some praying before we go tonight. Praise God. There's another, there's another passage. I don't have it here with me where I can give you the reference right now. I don't think here. But um, there's another passage that talks about David. There came to him. Uh, thank you. There came to him day by day under the hold where he was uh, to connect up with him until it became a great host like the host of God. That's God just drawing people to the one he was using in that day to lead what he was doing in that day. I've been taking those scriptures that I just gave you, Acts, the ones about Jesus, his fame spread. I'm not talking about carnal fame. We need to get in that sometime. There's a lot there. But um, I take these verses about Saul and about David, and I've been taking them to God. Amen. I say, I've been saying to God, God, your word is your will. Amen. Amen. Now, I know, there's, I know there's, there's error here people get into. They try to grow a crowd or, or build a church with carnal methods. I'm not talking about that. And then there's a whole bunch of things I wanted to say about that tonight. But, but you, you're mature enough. You understand what yes, I'm talking about. I'm yes, not talking sir. about, I'm talking about something God does. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. I've been saying, Lord, I know that uh, a person can get off by counting numbers. And I understand that. And I receive that. And I, I meditate on it a lot. The revelation Pastor God, God gave to Pastor Nancy about the Fredonia revelation. That's a big deal to me. And it's big, it's big concerning what I'm preaching tonight. However, this is the will of God too. By the Spirit, not by the flesh, but by the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says in Acts 6 there, whichever verse it was, verse... One, and there's another one down later in the chapter. It says the disciples, the, the, they grew in, uh, I don't forget how it says it, but, but anyway, in, in, in the, it was spiritual growth. And then it says, and in numbers. Yes. And in numbers. Yes. I'm not okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
I am if it's the will of God, but I know now it's not the will of God. I'm not okay with preaching to a couple hundred people for the rest of my life. Thank you. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on. Come on. Is that all it's about? Just us? No, 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 no. No, no, no. They came to him from every quarter. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.